back. Welcome back to uh, the John Green Hate Podcast. Did you have hate John Green on your 2024 bingo card? Not at all. I just, I just assumed thought, he was fine. Yeah, I just thought we could exist in the same world. That's and a, not have opinions about each other. I didn't think I would feel compelled to speak out against no, him. No, I didn't think I would ever have to talk about him. No. I mean, unless to say, like, mm. huh. He exists. It's fine. Yeah. I get it. I've heard of him. Yeah. I think he's respected. But now I think he shouldn't be. <laughs> and we're here to talk about that. Since we watched The Fault in Our Stars, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I needed... That's I needed context. Where did you get the... Did you pay for the audiobook? I just need to know because I... Based on... I need to know what quality of voice you were listening to. Yeah, I did. Okay. So you weren't listening to... Like well, it was like an audiobook movie. subscription free credit thing. Gotcha. But it's like okay. the official... The audiobook ended with an interview with John Green. But yeah, I just needed context to see if it made more sense. Because it could have. But yeah, it doesn't. What was funny is the first... <laughs> I listened to the first half in one sitting... And I was literally getting to the part where they get to Amsterdam and like they're about to go to dinner. And I was like, actually, do I even want to do this? And I almost stopped entirely. Which At the was the same been, point? Yeah. Oh my God. Before I realized that that's what it would have been. And I, I would have just listened to the half of this, the same exact half in just two different forms. But I powered through and got to the end. So in the book, they do go. And make out at the Anne Frank house. And I thought you were exaggerating when you said people were cheering. But in the book, people are cheering them on. Dude, they pan around the room in the movie. And like they show like an adult couple like hugging each other and being like, look at those sweet kids. No, that's literally what they do in that book. They're like, boy, They like clap for them in the book. Just was not at all. I just can't imagine a time where it's appropriate to clap in the Anne Frank house. No, no, none at all. Also, uh, I don't know if this happened in the book or in the movie, but when it's about to happen, there's like a voiceover of like someone talking about Anne Frank and like telling a very compelling story. About Anne Frank. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had like her diary excerpts as a voiceover in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And for a while, for like 10 or 15 minutes. That's like, it'll play clips of that. And then Hazel Grace being like, there's no way anybody's ever kissed in the Anne Frank house. Or she was like, I know. She says. In the, wait, hold on. I actually wrote it down because it was bananas. So he knows. Yeah. No, he knows. Oh gosh. I have so many notes. Oh, we'll get back to that. But looking up at him thinking you cannot kiss anyone in the house. She would want nothing more for someone to kiss in her house. Augustus Waters, I said, looking up at him, thinking that you cannot kiss anyone in the Anne Frank house, and then thinking that Anne Frank, after all, kissed someone in the Anne Frank house, and that she would probably like nothing more than for her home to have become a place where the young and irreparably broken sink into love. I disagree. With Hazel Grace? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Someone shouted bravo after they made out. That might have happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, also a couple of things. He Augustus regularly refers to Hazel as a millennial Natalie Portman. And they like watch V for Vendetta multiple times throughout the book because she looks like her. Also, there's a weird age thing where she's 16 and he's 17 in the book. But in the book, 
Or in the movie, I don't remember them mentioning her age, but in the movie, he was 18. He was definitely 18. He was 100% 18 in the movie. Yeah. But in the book, it's 16 and 17. I think it's weird that... Maybe um, to buy cigarettes. Maybe. Oh, maybe, like, you can't have an underage person. It might have, like, changed the rating or something, honestly. To have an underage yeah. person? Or, like, maybe they didn't have time to explain how he got cigarettes yeah. unless he was just buying them himself or something. That's true. Um, oh, the cancer came three months after her period. Congrats, you're a woman, now die. Just a classic. That's a line? Yeah. Um, okay, see, something like that by itself, if you told me just that, that doesn't upset me by itself. No. That's like, okay, we're dealing with a morbid topic and right. dark humor is inevitable. Um, also, she has friends in the book and like other people she talks to and hangs out with. She also spends a lot of time with Isaac in the book, which was actually kind of fun because Isaac's not annoying in comparison. Oh, in the book, he said he had the same pack of cigarettes for a year and he's hoping it would get him to 18. Oh. They had this weird conversations about scrambled eggs being ghettoized for like a really long time. Let's see. And Frank House. Oh, they went into great detail about them having sex. That was disgusting. I skipped through it. I like actually didn't listen to it because it was gross. It's challenging because I do think teenagers deserve stories where they have sex with each other. Right. And the only people writing stories <clears throat> and making movies are adults. Mm hmm. So it really is like about like intent and other character stuff. Yeah. But also once you're not a teenager anymore, it is going to be harder to read or watch because yeah. it's like just not your life. Right. And it's also just not like that unless you're a teenager. Yeah. Also, yeah. At one point, I think you have an amputee fetish. And Hazel said, I have an Augustus Waters fetish. Cute. Like the biggest difference afterwards was... The after Augustus dies, Isaac tells her about Augustus working on her eulogy and like working with or no, he didn't know he was working with Peter, but he she went on this big goose chase trying to find whatever he was writing her. She went through his thing. She asked his parents, couldn't find anything. Eventually reached out to Peter's um, assistant who went to his house. She hadn't seen him since she quit. She went to his house. He was drunk. She found a letter from Augustus. And said, you need to open this. And then he read the whatever Augustus sent him and said, send it back to the girl. Tell her I have no notes. And then it ended with her reading the eulogy. Uh, but to answer the question. Nope, still weird. They still made out and had an audience for the Aunt Frank house. That's really hard to overlook. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the rest of the story. Yeah. Well, it's already kind of a challenging story to tell. Yeah. So why would you add something like that? Right. That makes it undeniably bad news. First question they asked him in the interview was, why did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think I had to. And then they asked him, like, have you worked with cancer people before? And he had, or cancer patients before. And then <laughs> I couldn't believe he actually said this on recording. Uh, they said, why do you write young adult? And he said, I'm really interested in teenagers. Which just sounds like that could be taken out of context very easily. We're taking it out of context right now. <laughs> John Green is interested in teenagers. We all know it. Put the clip in. Um, but then he went on like, 
They have the whole world ahead of them. They're go- I mean, like... Yeah, the normal People stuff. are allowed to write young adult. I get it. Someone has to. Right. But I just thought it was funny. He just started it that way. So, as a natural progression, this week we did Paper Towns, yep. the movie based on the book written by John Green, starring Cara Delevingne and uh, Naked Brothers Band. I'm wondering if Cara Delevingne's even in your half of the movie. Once. <laughs> Literally once. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, Was Augustus Waters in your half? Augustus Waters? Yeah. I didn't recognize him, but that doesn't mean he wasn't, to be totally honest. I don't think he was in your half. It would have been weird if he was. Did she get reincarnated as him or something? Uh, Don't tell me. (laughs) I will say, I don't think... You'd have to say something crazy for me to feel like I need to go listen to the audiobooks of Paper Towns after this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so... I can't imagine there was that much content before. Also, did you watch it on HBO? Yes. HBO has ads now. So, Max, if you're listening to this podcast, I have a few things. I tried to complete the survey you emailed to me, and it was taking me... I did it for, like, ten minutes before I gave up. (laughs) I have things to do, but... Here's my feedback. Your app sucks ass, dude. I hate your fucking stupid interface it doesn't work it doesn't work on my tv it auto plays the next episode of everything too soon and when i watch it on my laptop the space bar doesn't pause the only other platform that does that is tubi tubi is free yeah tubi's allowed to get away with that tubi can do whatever they want yeah free hbo max is gatekeeping Mm -hmm. and you and then i'm supposed to use your stupid thing but what also fucked me up was that it doesn't show you how many minutes you've already watched of the movie just how many are left so I feel like there's either there's either an overlap between what you and I watched or a missing chunk, just because I couldn't figure out when I'd watched 52 minutes. So I just went to when I was 58 minutes from the end, and I hope that that was right. So we spun the picker wheel. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I got towns the first time. Did you really? I did. <laughs> I could, I was I just didn't want to do it again. I didn't want to do it the exact same. Yeah. So I said I got paper. <laughs> Well, I spun it again until I got paper. I got towns like three times. <laughs> oh, this movie is rough. Yeah. Have you ever seen... I don't know. I, is it like Avril Lavigne? How do you say it? Delavine? Yeah. I never even thought of her as a teenager. I haven't either. I've only seen her as an adult. Yeah. I first became aware of her. Didn't she date St. Vincent or something? That's literally... That's the first time I ever heard her name. Yeah. Same. And that was... She was an adult by then, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also just... I just, like, St. Vincent's kind of old, like... Right. So I just assumed that... Uh, Wait, do you... What do you... What do you think this movie's about? Um, So based off of what I saw, there were some things that were confusing me. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Okay, so there's a thing called paper towns, which are, like, made-up towns put onto maps to... So it's basically a watermark on a map, right? So that other map makers can't take credit for making these maps and then so it's not a real town so it'll be like literally population zero and then you can like go and be there um but they're made up towns and so okay so i think cara delavine grew up with nat wolf and his friends radar ben lacy lacy is sisters with cara delavine and 
I think they all grew up together. Something bad happened with Lacey and some guy. Cara Delevingne kind of freaked out. But before she freaked out, her and Nat Wolf had like a really fun night together or something. And then she disappeared and left clues. And then nobody ever heard of her. And there was like always rumors about what happened. Yeah. Is that what happened? That is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was another one. Again, there wasn't a lot of depth to it. It didn't feel like. Shout out Delaney Rowe on TikTok once again. This mm-hmm. is just exactly her fucking character. Just the wry one-liners. I also have so much to say about men writing women characters in general, but this particular breed is so heinous, it makes me want to jump off a bridge. I took a screenshot. I was trying to figure out if John Green had another movie that we would have to watch. Yeah. And I didn't see anything else about Paper Towns, but I saw um, that the story has been described as a deconstruction of the manic manic pixie dream girl trope, including by Green himself. You getting more of Cara Delevingne, do you agree with that? A deconstruction that's of what it? Could, that's what I was surprised by. I feel like it perpetuates it. I think so, too. It romanticizes being that type of like character. Like, not even seeing... Like, I know... I feel like I know exactly who her character is. Yeah, you do. It's Delaney Rose character yeah. on TikTok. Like, to a T. I think... Well, especially John Green saying that that is... Also, it's not his place. Yeah. He's a man. Right. He's never been a teenage girl. No. You shouldn't... I don't think he should be making teen girls the main character. He should be writing books unless he identifies with that more yeah. than I know. Like, stop writing teen girls unless you've been a teen girl. Yeah. Like, teen girls have so many books written by men. And, like, this was reminding me. I could do this. I could. Oh, I yeah. wanted to get on a soapbox so bad when I was watching this. I'll just. Okay. The basic gut feeling I have about this is really similar to the girl from 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Which is also a feeling I had when I was a teenager. Which Is that's written by a female? I actually don't know. It could be. But I don't like the premise of doing everything because a man might read it later and leaving clues because a boy might read your diary and find out that you're into him or whatever. Like, that kind of shit drives me crazy. It's just the beginning of the male gaze for teen girls because starting at age, like, 10... You can't do shit without a man noticing you as a girl. Right. You can't get away with anything. You can't have thoughts. You can't have conversations without thinking that it will impact your relationship to a man at some point. And that is disgusting to me. And it pisses me off that when you write like an adventure character girl, it's always with the intention that a boy will read it and find it all later. And it's his adventure where he gets to unwrap all the prizes. And she's like just a a notch in the bedpost kind of, you know, like it's not about her. It's about... She's so cool that his life is inspired by it. I see. She doesn't get to be her own person. Yeah, I'm excited to tell you about the ending. Um. Uh, well, if not, do Wolf you lives, want then... to see who wrote Thirteen Reasons Why? I do. Oh wow, his name's Jay Asher. Shout out Jay Asher. He's a dude. Yeah, he looks like um, what's the guy from Arrested Development? Tobias Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The bald one. Yeah. <laughs> that paints himself blue in that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like that one. This is his only notable work is 13 Reasons Why. Also, I like that show, but again, it's like there's this fetish that some dudes have, a lot of dudes, that's like women spend all their time thinking about me. And what I don't like about that is culturally, we almost never do the reverse. Right. There's not stories where girls are trying to figure out 
this guy who's missing now. Like, men don't ever behave as just objects in women's lives that right. way. And that drives me... I think it's gross. Yeah. So I had a really... Once I realized that was happening in this movie, I was... Just, I kind of wanted to crawl out of my skin. Um, We were talking about the sex in the city and the Bechdel test the other day and how someone said... In the first movie, they did the opposite Bechdel test because there was the only scenes with only men. They were only talking about women. That's <laughs> which, like, also, Sex in the City is not something to that does a good it's not thing. Aspirational, no. Yeah, <laughs> they do really shitty thing <laughs> for women in that show. But that is funny. Or also in this movie, uh, Promise coming up. Radar. Do you recognize Radar? No. So Radar, first time I ever saw him, his name is Justice Smith. Okay. He's in The Get Down, which is the Boz Lerman TV show, which okay. is Boz Lerman's best work. He's also the kid in Detective Pikachu, whose dad is secretly Pikachu. Spoilers <laughs> for Detective Pikachu. <laughs> He's the kid whose dad is Ryan Reynolds. Gotcha. Oh, also at Radar's house, his parents have a bunch of black Santas. That, I was hoping you'd get to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So at the towards the beginning of the movie, they reference, they're like, Radar, why haven't you had sex with your girlfriend? And they're like, Radar's parents are trying to get the biggest collection of Black Santas and the Guinness World Record, and <laughs> his entire house is full of Black Santas. There's a couple, like, little funny things. Sure. Well, these these are, like, decent stories. They did okay. Like, I get it. But it's just like, ugh. Okay, so basically, this is this movie, right? So Paper Towns. Everybody in their life experiences a miracle. You think about all the amazing things that happen in the world. Like, you get the people who score the big touchdown at the game or whatever. You have to assume that everybody gets at least one of those. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing was that Margot Ross Spiegelman moved in next door to me when I was a child. That's this kid's personal miracle. And she is this edgy kid. Did you ever see the Royal Tenenbaums, by the way? No. Okay, it's a Wes Anderson movie where there's a character named Margot, who is exactly the same as this but she's an adult instead of a child okay stop naming your child Margot unless you want them to like smoke cigarettes and jump out of a window at age 10 yeah okay so and Mar Margot robbie's australian so she doesn't count she doesn't count Margot ross spiegelman they the first little part of this movie they're both little kids i also in the past couple years have become pretty against child acting. I kind of feel like children should never be in movies unless they have non-speaking roles. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So they have a couple little kids running around. They find a dead body together. Huh. And uh, the Nat Wolf character is like, I don't really think anything about it because I just didn't know the guy. But Margot wanted to find... I guess, right? I guess. I guess I could see how that would work. I think I'd personally be pretty traumatized forever, but whatever. Margo's like, we got to figure out who he is. So this is when he gets the first hint of like how adventurous she is and how much she wants to know things about the world. And she runs away all the time. And at one point she would join the circus for a few weeks. They're still using the, the little kid actor for the joining the circus yeah. part. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Nat Wolf's character cut to like they're in high school. Doesn't like Margo's parents at all because... They're, he doesn't they think suck. they're good parents. Right. And also, Margot hasn't talked to him in a long time because she got in with, like, cooler people. But she still lives there? She still lives next door. So okay. it shows, like, all their little kid stuff, and they're, like, their window-to-window, -window, like, perfect boy-next-door bullshit, mm -hmm. girl-next-door bullshit. So they show over time how she, like, kind of stops looking over at his window. Yeah. 
he's still obsessed with her in a way that I think is stalkerish. I don't care if they live next door. I know he's a teenager. I don't care. Tell your teenage boys that it's not okay to keep staring in the girl's window. His friends are Radar, who's chill, has a girlfriend, Radar's and cool. some pervert. Yeah, I got gross vibes from Ben. Stop writing that character. Yeah. Or tell that character off every once in a while. Because he also put that character in Fault in Our Stars and Isaac. To be like, to have, I understand teenage boys like boobs. The difference is they don't get to objectify every woman and get right. away with it just because they're teenage boys. You have to say, that woman doesn't exist for your pleasure. Right. Learn that now. I understand right. you're horny. Just, right. Get over it. So this guy keeps making jokes about Nat Wolf's mom being hot. Sorry, I just opened up to IMDb and my last search was <laughs> Danny DeVito. Um, right before that was Human Centipede 2. <laughs> really upsetting show we were running here. <laughs> Sorry, I just was really shocked by yeah, the no, both of those. That's disgusting. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so... We see them grow up. We see <laughs> Nat Wolf go to school. He's walking through the halls with his two friends. And they don't have prom dates except for Radar. Radar hasn't gotten laid yet, which makes him stupid, I guess. But mm-hmm. he can't get laid because his house is full of black Santas. The other kid's a pervert. And then Nat Wolf like doesn't have any romantic interests, I guess. Well, no, because he's obsessed with Margot still. And they all know it. Right. He says that Margot hasn't talked to him in nine years. Jeez. Nine years for a teenager is your entire life. Actually. Yeah. Actually, you don't remember much before that. Right. So, bro, figure it out. Also, Nat Wolf was Isaac in Fault in Our Stars. Right. He's friends with Nat Wolf. He got Nat Wolf on call. What happens next? Oh, Nat Wolf is in his bed at night. He went to school that day, whatever. He's not going to prom. Prom's stupid anyways. He's anti-prom. Margot climbs in his window all of a sudden. I just pretended to flip my hair. She's like, she has her hood up or whatever. She has like her little converse that she puts down first. Is this why, like, all I literally know about Cara Delevingne is that she dated St. Vincent. I think she's been in a couple movies. She's in, uh. She was in the Murders in the Building. But is she typecast as just like. This? Yeah. Maybe. Also in real life? She has the reputation, the gossip blog reputation about Cara Delevingne is kind of like this. Have you listened to the St. Vincent album about her? No. It is heartbreaking. That's rough. And her, well, the original version of it is like super- Which one is about her? Um, Mass seduction. It also reads as like mass education. It's fun. Oh. Yeah. Um, but like the original, like the- First album that came out, it's like really upbeat and the lyrics are just so dark and fucked up. And then she released like a piano version of it. And then you realize how fucked up the whole album is. Wow. But that's like my favorite St. Vincent album. But well, it's that's, fucked up. Okay. But then like sucks to be Cara Delevingne where you just inspire everyone else's good album. Yeah. <laughs> you inspire the Nat Wolf character to right. do whatever the fuck he does in the second half of this. Mm-hmm. So she sneaks in the window and is like... I need to borrow your car. Hasn't talked to him in nine years. He's like, I don't have a car. Your family car. Where's your car? Uh, it's not his car. It's his mom's car. <laughs> I just, wow, this is not so sour these days. Just, just spray at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but, need to borrow your car. Yeah. And she's, he's like, why? What do you need to do? And she's like, well, I have nine errands to run and seven of them involve... I forget. 
And he's like, well, do you, are we going to get felonies? And she said, remind me, is breaking and entering a felony? <laughs> then they leave, they get in the car. He drives her on all of her errands, and her errands are all related to the fact that her hot boyfriend cheated on her with one of her friends. And she's also mad at Lacey because Lacey, she thought Lacey knew about it. Lacey is her sister, though. I thought Lacey was just her friend. Maybe. Okay, she does have a sister, though. She has a little sister. Okay. A little, little sister. At one point, okay. Because he referenced her sister, and Lacey had said she was worried about her, so I wasn't, I got confused. I didn't know exactly. No, she has a little sister. Okay, but Lacey's Lacey's just her friend. friend. Okay. And Lacey's not the one that slept with her boyfriend. Uh, It's someone someone else. But she thought Lacey knew, so she was also mad at Lacey. So basically, this entire night is pranks. So the first stop is going to the girl's house to catch the boyfriend in the act with the girl in the basement. And Carl Delevingne calls the house and is like, excuse me, is this Mr. So-and-so? Your daughter's having sex in your basement. So then when the dad goes down to the basement and scares the shit out of them, the dude runs out naked and Nat Wolf snaps a pic of him naked outside as like a joke on all of them. And then Carl Delevingne's like, now it's time to go in. Nat Wolf's really nervous about it. They run inside. They drop a bunch of dead fish in there. And then she leaves a post-it note that's like, your friendship with Margot Roth Spiegelman sleeps with the fishes. And she does this cute thing where she capitalizes random letters in the word because uh, capitalization is mean to the letters in the middle or something, which is so quirky. So quirky. So she just capitalizes letters at random all the time. Uh They, They wrap that up and then... She's like, all right, let's go to the next prank. They go to Lacey's house. They wrap her car in saran wrap. And she puts a post-it note that's like, that's a wrap on our friendship. That's another pun. Mm-hmm. Then they go to, uh, so it might have been the same guys. No, 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 no. She takes him to, or he takes her. She's kind of taking him, honestly, to uh, this guy's house who apparently told everyone at a middle school dance to not dance with Nat Wolf's character, told all the girls, and all the girls went along with it. So she's trying to basically rope Nat Wolf into this bullshit with her. They go into his window. He sleeps like a rock. Nat Wolf puts Nair on his eyebrow and then, like, wipes it off so he's missing an eyebrow. They also went to, like, Walmart at the beginning. And he wakes up right when the Nair is on. But Margot Roth Spiegelman put a bunch of Vaseline on his door handle and then also... She's been spray painting an M in all these places as well. So she spray paints an M on his wall. Mm-hmm. He wakes up when the narrow comes off and she puts a post-it that's like, eyebrows grow back, lame is forever. And then they get chased out of the room when the door closes behind them. He can't get the door open because of the Vaseline. He's missing an eyebrow. So that's that. And then they go to some, I think it's like a hotel building. They also use the phrase, and this is very important. What year did this come out? I think like 2015. 2015. Okay, that's about right. So they specifically refer to Margot as being into epic adventures, which yeah, I just cannot. If you weren't this age at this time, that was the thing to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't get away with that today. No. And it like, would seem pretty cringy. It's so yeah and it's not even just the lines like the lines are pretty cringy as they're written but her delivery is 
so specific and disgusting. So, it's also not... I mean, like, we didn't know it was that cringy at the time. Yeah. I just saw... No. I saw a glance at the IMDb reviews, and it's a bunch of people being like, I knew this was bad, but I didn't really realize it was this cringy. Yeah. So, it didn't used to be that bad. No. She takes him up to this hotel, or, again, maybe an office building, but she's like, we need to get in this building, and I think his name's Quentin. She calls him Q. Quentin is nervous about that because he doesn't want to break into a building that actually has security. Mm. And she, of course, knows the doorman. So they just waltz right in. And she greets him. Hey, Gus. Oh, hey, Margot. Which is like, that's the kind of shit that no teenager actually knows. But then these characters get written and you're like. Yeah. Like, no teenager has actually done all that shit and isn't also in danger. Right. Like being trafficked or on drugs yeah. somewhere. Like flat out. You don't yeah. join the circus for a week and come back unscathed. Well, I was going to ask if this reminded you of Nick and Nora. A or little... is it well, like the same kind of vibe of watching Nick and Nora at this age for the first time? A little bit. But Nick and Nora, I understood more why people would have liked it then. I don't yeah. so much understand that with this one. This, I think, was probably a hard watch for people at the time even. Really? Yeah, I was... Unless you were specifically, like, younger than 16, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think it was, like, yeah. I think actually, if you actually know anything about... There was the world, enough I relatable think... things in Nick and Nora to be, like, mm-hmm. that's cute. And there was, like, cute tropes in Nick and Nora. There's no yeah. cute tropes in this. There's tropes. <laughs> so they go... So, sorry. So Flash, they get into this building. I think... Don't remember what kind of building it is, but they're standing up in this office building overlooking the town. Mm-hmm. And this is when she's first like, "This is a paper town with paper people, paper houses, and paper this, paper that." We haven't even heard what a paper town is yet. She's just <laughs> saying a bunch of words, and he's like, "Oh, cool, I guess." And she's pointing out, "Oh, at what's his face's house, no lights are on, so they must be over it. The cops aren't coming, and like at the park, no one's there." Like she's pointing out all the places in the town. He was really into it. And then they go to school the next day. He gets sidelined by the guy who he took the naked picture of. And the naked picture guy is like, oh, you were there with Margot last night. What the fuck? And then he pulls out his phone and he's like, because Margot told him, just blackmail him with him, basically. Yeah. Pulls out his phone. And he's like, no amount of enlarging will make this look good. And so then the guy leaves him alone. And now he's like gotten revenge on this guy he didn't even know he had beef with. He keeps waiting for Margot to show up at school and she just doesn't. So her parents go to file a missing person report, but they also both tell the police she's not missing. She just ran away again. She's gone again. You don't need to look for her because she's barely missing. She'll come back. Lacey is upset because Lacey's like, I didn't know about this affair. Now my friend's missing. The other two boys that Nat Wolf was friends with, I can't. They don't seem like they want to follow this lead. They start to. They go into her house. They bribed her little sister who is under 10 years old with $20 to go into the house and look in her room. I very much didn't like that. I don't like that. Don't bribe a child for any reason. No. I don't care if it's a fiction plot or not. Unless you're the, unless you're the antagonist, do not bribe a child. Right. Not to be like this, but I don't think most children at that age accept money. Money doesn't mean anything to a child. I think they're more likely to scream for their parents. Right. I think most children, even in 2015, even in the year 2000, even in 1990, mm-hmm. probably. Like, what is a child going to do with $20? So anyways, so they pay $20 to go up in the room and, like, look for her. Because I guess every other time she's gone missing, she's left clues for her friends. 
and they specifically say that Quentin felt left out that she never left clues for him. He literally thinks her life is about him. But she did this time. She closed her blinds, and there was a poster of Woody Guthrie on the outside of the blinds facing his room. So then they go into her room to look for a Woody Guthrie album or something that would relate. Yeah. Can't find it. She owns every vinyl except Woody Guthrie that ever existed. And they end up finding some clue that leads them to look in the door jam. So they end up having to pay to go back in the house, pay the little girl again to check the door jam. And they go to this address that is like just a weird ass abandoned building on the other side of town. And they get in there and there's like this spray paint on the wall about once you're in a paper town. I don't even remember because it was not interesting to me. Yeah. And there was a hole in the wall that said troll hole, which I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that, I mean, it just, I just got Frank Reynolds in my head. Yeah. Pay the troll toll to see this boy's hole. (laughs) The other guys are not into it. They're like, this is scary. Margo's bad news, dude. Just leave this. He doesn't. So his friends go on and live their lives. And he goes back to the troll hole area, roots around in there. I don't know. They just keep coming. They're like, maybe she's in New York because of this reason and that reason. Maybe she's not. I don't know. Um, and so he's like researching. Gotta pay the troll toll to get into that boy's hole. <laughs> Gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Oh, right. So he finds, this is so corny. He finds like Walt Whitman leaves of grass. Do you think Walt Whitman likes that this has become no. his leg- legacy? It's not just this movie. People, it's always leaves of grass <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> She's, like, circled a bunch of words in Leaves of Grass, which, again, is, like, the thought of a teenage girl spending so much of her time making a riddle for this piece of shit dude next gu- next door. Like, yeah. just make... Oh, it drives me crazy. Because also, like, make things. Please, circle things. Make riddles. Don't make them for the weird guy next door who doesn't fucking value you. Yeah. Make them for your friends. Make them for the person you're actually interested in. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, come on. I don't know. At this point, have do you know what a paper town is? I found out, I saw the part that I think you saw. It was like right at the end of what I was supposed to watch where it shows like the Wikipedia definition of paper towns. Did you see that? Yeah. Or I think so. It would have been like one of the first things you saw. But they eventually are like, yeah, it's this. Oh, Lacey's flirting with Quentin, I guess. Did or... you go to a party? No, so that was the thing. So Lacey's like, there's a party at the guy's house that was cheating on Margot, and Lacey and that guy aren't talking anymore, but now Nat Wolf and his fucking horny friend and his nerd friend are like, let's all go to this party, and that's about when I left off, is they were like, are we even able to go? And Nat Wolf's like, what? I don't even remember. But the horny one is like, I really want to go to the party because Lacey's- So Nat Wolf goes to the party. Does he go there with his friends? I know that at least the horny one wanted to go. Okay, I think we have a missing part then. Because. Thanks, HBO Max. Was that the end of yours? Okay, next day in school, Jace approaches Quentin with his friends, tried to beat him up. Uh, she lets him know she's without a prom date now, and Ben immediately begins flirting with her. She says she'll be at Jace's party later. The boys seem excited, decide to attend the popular party now that they have dirt on Jace. Quentin is obsessed with Margot's disappearance and decides not to attend. Okay. Oh, so that's when he goes back by himself. Yeah. To that room, which I did see him do. And that's, I think, the last thing I saw. So then I go, they're like, he's alone at this like abandoned apartment. 
I feel like, or about, about also, can I really quick? If she dies, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna actually write him hate mail. Okay. Um, he's just kind of looking around. I don't think he found anything in the building, but then eventually radar calls him and he's like, dude, you gotta come down to this party. Like, please just come down, come down. And he convinces him to go. And then he goes down to the party. Ben's like doing a fucking keg stand. And and Radar tells him, like, maybe you could find a clue for Margot here. So then he goes to the party. He's just looking around for shit. And then he goes pee. And Lacey's sitting in the bathtub while he's peeing. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? They sit and talk in a bathtub for a while. And she's like, when you see me, what do you think of me? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, like a beautiful girl. And she's like, why do you say that? Why can't you just say I'm like smart or funny? Why does it have to be that? And then they're going on a whole thing and I'm confused because I'm like, is this is this like the storyline we're following? Is this who we want? Is this who we're shipping? Like, what's this about? <laughs> Meanwhile, neither of those people have had lines till this moment. <laughs> and so uh, then Nat Wolf goes and looks in a room and he finds like a map. I don't know whose house this is or how it's related to Margot. It's probably Jace's house. Is that her ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. So he finds like an atlas and there's torn out pieces of map. And so then he freaks out. He's like, oh my God, I found something for Margot. And like Ben's wasted. The little pervert is wasted. So he gets the little pervert. He gets radar. And I think Lacey just follows them or something. And they go back to the abandoned place. And they, for some reason, he tells them to start like singing and the little pervert starts singing the pokemon song and then radar and then all three of them are just singing the pokemon theme song oh and then lacy comes out of nowhere the she pokemon just pokemon theme yeah and then he went on to be in detective pikachu also it is crazy to me that i've seen three things that guy is in Wait, what else was he in he was in that boz Lerman thing oh right <laughs> yeah that's weird i think it's weird <laughs> Uh, then Lacey comes and eventually, I don't know why they were singing. I don't know what that. Wait, achieved. let me see if I can help with that. Cause nope. Nat Wolf was like, you got just sing anything. And that's the first song. He's like, that's the first song that came to your head. He's like, yeah. And then they get all really into it. And then Lacey comes and then Nat Wolf goes and like pieces a bunch of maps together and they all have like little like pinholes in them. And there's like holes in the wall for like thumbtacks. And he's like. She left us a map and he like tagged all these things and then they're like, how can you tell where she is? And then he like, he goes, she's in upstate New York and it's just like in the middle of these two cities and everyone's like, well, where? That's literally nowhere New York. And he's like, it's a paper town and it's called like Elgo or something. And he's like, that's where she is. 100%. And they like talk about a paper town. The way that it was left off with me, I was under the impression that it was made up for like it's just a place that's not real yeah it's not it's not real it's just put onto a map for people to you said it was like a watermark kind of that kind of makes sense or like a signature yeah like a cartographer exactly so it can't be copied gotcha um so you know you know if there's an algo new york on another map fucking map it's a map we all (laughs) sorry i thought this was public information (laughs) Uh, and then they look online and it says 
it looks like a post from Margot or something. And it says like, I'll go New York population one. So then they're like, she's in New York. Little pervert's like, all right, man, let's go. Go to, go to New York. You have a car. He's like, I can't just drive to New York. He's like, yeah, you can. What's stopping you? He's like 1200 miles. Oh, they're also in Florida. So basically they all convince each other to go. And Lacey's like, I want to go. She's my friend. I miss her. Yeah. So all four of them hop in Nat Wolf's minivan, which is apparently his mom's. Now I'm like almost second guessing that because how could he just have his mom's minivan? Yeah. I like feel like I misheard that. Oh, also Radar's really against going to prom because, or I'm sorry, going against, against going to New York because he wants to be back in time for prom. And he's really stressed about prom. And they're like, yeah. we'll be in time for prom. We'll be in time. We'll be in time. Well, when they went to check out the abandoned building, he had called Radar and Radar said, I can't go because I'm like prom shopping with my girlfriend. Also, they're all going, to, they're about to go to college and they're all going to different states. So let this boy go hang out with his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, so Radar's like, yes, but we have to stop somewhere first. And he stops at his girlfriend's house and he's like, I need to talk to you. I went to a party last night and I took a sip of a beer and... I'm about to go to New York. And she's like, are you breaking up with me? He's like, no, I just want to be honest with you. And then she ends up going to New York with them. So now we're in the minivan. We've got pervert Ben. We've got Lacey. We've oh, got, we've got Nat Wolf. I'm glad she came. Yeah. Um. Also like Lacey needed a friend. Lacey does not deserve to be with, in, with that yeah. little pervert. No, no. Um. And also a little pervert still drunk. Of course he is. <laughs> and so they're driving and, the whole time Radar's like, we can make four stops and we have this much time so we have enough time to come back so I can hit my hair appointment and my girlfriend can get her nails done, whatever. Yeah. And so they're on a strict schedule and then Lil Pervert's like, I have to pee. We have to pull over right now. I have to pee so bad. And they're like, nope, we can't use one of our stops yet. Sorry, dude, hold it. And then Lacey gives him a can to pee into and he pees into that can and then she gives him a second can and he pees into that can and then they spill it on him and Radar. And so then they pull over. And Radar's like, okay, here's the plan. We have six minutes. I'll put in the gas. You go buy drinks. You go buy snacks. You go buy new t-shirts because we have pee on us. And they have this whole plan. And it's like this scene where everybody's grabbing shit. And then they go up to the red. They go up to pay the man at the gas station. And the camera reveals it's Augustus Water. And you just stand in there. He's the gas station attendant? Yeah. <laughs> it's Augustus Waters. That would have been really weird if I had seen Yeah. <laughs> Halfway to New York? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he's just there. <laughs> there was something that made me... What? I know I just made fun of the name, Margot. I will say, these names all rule. Yeah. It took me a while to learn Radar's name. The, uh, John Green did funny. nail everyone's name. Yeah. They all sound fucking cool. They, ben puts on a shirt that's like number one grandma and then Nat Wolf hands Radar a new shirt. Radar's black, by the way. Which And that also helps inform his family's decision to make right. a black Santa collection. Right. Uh, and Nat Wolf hands Radar the shirt and Radar picks up the shirt and it has a confederate flag on it. Oh my god. And it says like heritage rules or something. And Radar's like, what the fuck? That's like, I'm so sorry. 
I just grabbed her from a bin. I didn't see. I'm so sorry. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised. That would happen halfway to New York. Yeah. <laughs> between Florida and New York. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so he put the shirt on inside out. But I did think that was funny. Um, so then they're driving to New York. There's, you know, a couple. They're, well, they're, oh, they're also like, she's the girl you love, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm in love with her. And at this point, I was confused because I was like, I thought he was in love with Lacey. Lacey definitely is trying to bang. It is the teenage dream to just drive around. Yeah. So, like, that, they nailed that. Yeah. There's, like, some scenes that are, like, less talking, more just, like, looking at each other yeah. driving. I get it. I was a teenager. Yeah. Also, there was like, oh, at one point when he's driving, he's talking to his mom on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're just going to New York really quick. I'm sorry. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was having a hard time understanding what his family relationship was. Anyhow, they're driving, they're driving. And then at one point, uh, Nat's in the front, Ben's passenger princess, and everyone else is in the back. And Nat's turned around talking to someone behind him. And there's a fucking cow in the middle of the road. And Ben hits the steering wheel and pulls them all the way off the road and, like, saves them. And then this, like, dumbass CGI cow walks by. It was so bad. It looked like I was watching Barnyard. <laughs> I feel like they could have just filmed a cow. <laughs> it was crazy. It was definitely CGI. It was crazy. Barnyard. For like three seconds. It was so stupid. Wow. Uh, but the car like spins out. Everyone freaks out and Quentin's like, oh my gosh, Ben, you saved our lives. And then they call someone to come change a tire. Like, it's Ben the pervert? Yeah. And then... They're like, it's going to be a couple hours, and Nat's like, Radar, are we going to be okay on time? And he's like, yeah, I'll miss my hair appointment, but we'll still make it in time. It'll be okay. So they're sitting there waiting. Like, they're all just like, the girls are in the car taking a nap. The boys are like, man, isn't this crazy, boys? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just having boy time. They love being boys. And then the girls come out. They're like, we couldn't sleep. And then Radar's girlfriend's like, let's go for a walk. And then they go, and they're talking, and he tells her about Black Santa's. Also, he told her that's why she couldn't come to his house before. And basically, they have sex. In the woods. Yeah. Oh, they were waiting till prom. Mm -hmm. And then, so they have sex in the woods. Lacey, Ben, and Nat Wolf are sitting there. And Nat, as soon as Lacey sits next to Ben, Nat's like, I'm going to go and take a nap in the car. And he just goes and sits in the car by himself while Lacey and Pervert are sitting there talking. And then Lacey asks Pervert to prom. Really? I Even though he's a pervert yeah. and has done nothing. He him. didn't do anything in front of me. So. He didn't. Yeah, no. So she asked him to prom and then it's like daytime. Someone comes and changes their tire. They're all like getting back to the car. Radar looks all goofy. He's like, that's well, like, why are you grinning? What's going on? What happened? What happened? What happened? And then pervert gets in the car. I don't know where the girls are. Pervert gets in the car. He's like, I have news. I'm going to prom with Lacey. And everyone's like, What? And then Radar's like, I had sex. <laughs> and the boys are all like, oh my god, oh, oh, oh. And then the girls come around the corner. They're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, nothing. And then Radar goes, I told them. And then Radar's girlfriend gives Lacey a dollar and she's like, told you. That's so funny. Yeah, she's like, I thought you'd make it till I at least Scranton. Before you say it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, then they go, they get to New York and... It's like this one abandoned house. Nat goes there. He's like, Margot, she's not there. They're like, let's keep looking. And then they're just sitting outside. <laughs> just picturing a shot. 
Just him walking in going, Margo! <laughs> That's the whole scene. Uh, then they're just in upstate New York standing there. And everyone's like, hey, man, like, we're running out of time. Like, we got to go. You said you promised us we would be back in time for prom. We came, we looked, and that's like, what's more important, like prom or your best friend? And they're like, dude, we did the thing. We came out here. Like, why'd you even? He's like, why'd you even come out here if you don't want to find her? They're just waiting for her in this one spot, and they're like, we came out here to have fun and like be hang out with our friends before we leave. Like, this was just an adventure, and. Like, you're never going to find her. And Lacey's like, she's not out there looking for me. You think she's out here looking for you? She's not. She's not. And everyone kind of tells off Nat. Nat's being an asshole. And then Nat's like, you know what? Here, guys. And he gives them his keys. And he's like, I'll take a bus back to Orlando. I'm going to wait. And they're like, come on. Just come back with us. He's like, no. Go have a fun prom. And then they're like, all right, fuck you. And they drive back in his mom's minivan. And he's just sitting there waiting. And then he starts crying. Then he goes to the bus station, buys a ticket, and he's like looking around the gift shop, and then he sees Margo walk by. Mm-hmm. And he runs outside and like chases her. He's like, Margo? And she turns around and she goes, Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he goes up and hugs her and she he's like, I found you. Like, I can't believe I did it. She's like, Yeah, she's really caught off guard and like looks uncomfortable. I I'm in love with you. And she's like, No, you're not. He's like, No, I am. I I did what I'm supposed to do. What are you talking about? She's like, what do you mean? And he like listed off all of the clues. And she goes, yeah, I left those so you knew I was okay. You weren't supposed to come find me. Why are you even here? This is what we're supposed to be doing. No, dude. Because when someone doesn't talk to you for nine years, it's not because they're secretly into you back. And she's like not into it. And then she's like, let me buy you a drink. Then they go to a diner and get milkshakes. Of course. And she's like, yeah, I just wanted to run away. Like... I came into these paper towns. I'm a paper person. Goes into a whole thing. And then he's like, where do I fit into this? And she goes, I just wanted to have one last adventure with you. She talks about that guy. She's just like, yeah, I just wanted to get away from everything. That He's like, you don't want to come back? And she's like, no. They show prom. Yep. So then they go on the bus and he's like, you can come back with me. She's like, you could stay here with me. They like kiss. She's like, you could stay here with me. He's like, no, I got to go back. So then he gets back, walks in in the middle of prom and everybody's dancing and having fun and everyone's shocked to see him. And then he has prom. He goes to graduation. Margo never comes back. And then uh, the boys all meet like in a fucking cul-de-sac to say goodbye before they go off to college. Radar gives them both black Santas. And then he just, there's just like a montage of him like, you know, I've heard rumors about Margo that she's out in New York City modeling or She's out in California and she's a surf instructor, but I don't believe any of that. I think she's out there just being herself. And what I learned from Margo is that I can have my own adventures too. Oh, and Margo apologized to him. And he's like, don't apologize. I got to have my first road trip. I got to do all these things because of you. And she's like, bro, stop. The first night that they were out together, when they like ran out of one of the buildings that they definitely shouldn't have been in. Yeah. Who gets in the car and he goes, my heart is beating so fast I can feel it. Which I was like, that's how hearts work. Yeah. I'm, in general. And then it, I took his, because like, do I remember the first time I felt that? No. Way? Like the first time I noticed, I don't, I think I always knew my heart would beat <laughs> like that. Anyways, overthinking that. But sure. then she says, that's how you know you're alive. Yeah. He never sees her again or hears from her. 
Right, because she just existed to advance his plot. That wolf known for Oppenheimer. That's right. Wasn't he in that? Yeah, he was. Oh, what a movie. Uh, Kelly Murphy won an award for it. Yeah. Good for him. And then I felt just unbelievably stupid with the name Killian Murphy that the Irish accent took me by surprise. <laughs> His name is, it could not be more obvious. <laughs> like, obviously. Like, it could not be more no. obvious. And then he started talking and I was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was Paper Towns. Any questions? Do you think it deconstruction manic pixie girl? No. I, I literally so because either. I think because isn't what deconstructs it that she doesn't because she doesn't because she tells him to fuck off that she really wasn't doing it all for him I guess I guess I because yeah, she uh, yeah because she was doing it for herself but it doesn't actually do it because it just all it does but it did also make his whole thing still do you mean that like maybe what they mean by that is like. They humanized the manic pixie dream girl that is still playing the exact I don't think same we role. should give him that much credit. I don't think so either, because <laughs> anything that actually deconstructs it is gonna be written by a woman. Yeah. He literally cannot deconstruct it. Does I wonder I wonder if Cardo Levine has ever been like Yeah, I wonder if she's like upset about it ruining her career. I don't know that it did, but now that you brought it up did her being set something up for her. Yeah, I do wonder. 2021, Cara Delevingne said she hated her role in Paper Towns. Thank you. That's all I need. I 2020. Need, I don't Cara even Del- care if this is on Enquire.com. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed to see. Yeah. Uh, 2020, Cara Delevingne is in the Imagine video that the celebrities put out. <laughs> which is, first of all, on IMDb, and second of all, uses a screenshot of Sarah Silverman midword. And honestly, she deserves it. Sarah Silverman? Yeah. She's the one that I most need to be like, hey, remember? Remember you did this? Everyone else is like, you're dumb anyway. Her is like, Sarah, why did you do this? Just why did she do this? She knows better. You you know she knew that. She knows better. She knows better. That's what I'm saying. I just, I feel like I just want to razz her about it. Whereas like Gal Gadot, we're never going to get through to her. Did you know, I read something recently that Gal Gadot... Turned down the role of Barbie. Good. I w- that movie would have been ruined. It would have actually like not been as good. Also, specifically because of um, Palestine this year. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't think not that. about Palestine, <laughs> about her. <laughs> yeah, because isn't she from Israel? It yeah, is she's so. from Israel. Like that would have it would have literally tainted the movie. It's not actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sarah, I've never thought about that. Sarah Silverman really... Jimmy Fallon was in that? Okay, he would. He literally doesn't know he better. Would, he wouldn't know better no matter how many times anyone tells him. Sia, tone deaf is all hell. Yeah, she actually makes sense in that. I think that's Pedro her Pascal? Don't even know who that is. Leslie, <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr., a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But like most of these, I'm like, okay, it wouldn't matter. However, even like Cara Delevingne, obviously... Yep, IMDb just has this gnarly screenshot of Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Honestly, she does deserve that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you did it, but since you can't undo it, we're just going to remind you. Okay, so, fuck, Mary kill. Nat Wolf, Cara Delevingne, Austin Abrams. Which one's that? 
Ben the pervert. Is she over nine years old? Do you want to see a current photo? Ew. Oh, I don't like that. How old is he? Now? Uh-huh. He was born in 96. What has he done? His biggest thing was Paper Towns. He was also in this movie, Do Revenge, that I, I actually saw that when it came out. It's pretty good. Wow, I'm killing him. And yeah. then Nat Wolf and Cardo Levine. Um, I'm going to marry Nat Wolf. It's not showing Nat Wolf was in Oppenheimer. Was it the other naked brother? You're going to fuck Nat, marry Cara? Wait, part of that was because he was in Oppenheimer. Hold on. <laughs> right, no, that's why I, you should know that his top two movies are Paper Towns and The Fault in Our Stars. That sucks. And apparently he was in this Death Note that was really bad. Wow, I was already never going to oh, watch that. Oh, no, Alex Wolf was in Oppenheimer. Yeah. I'm going to marry Kara because she's the only... No, I don't know. I was going to say the only person I could stand to be in the room with. Is she in the Suicide Squad so she knows Jared Leto? Yeah. Isn't Pete Davidson in Suicide Squad? Definitely knows Martin Short and, and Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez. Oh, do you know about the Amy Winehouse movie that they're making that looks really untasteful? No. I don't remember who's playing her, but I saw like a TikTok of it. And all the comments were like, why isn't it Lady Gaga? And like everyone's mad about it. I'm like, maybe because Lady Gaga has class and realizes. Wouldn't take that role. Yeah. That this is not cool. Yeah. The first like shooting of that role, like in public. Was her like looking like trash stumbling down the street, and everyone's like, "Yo, this <laughs> under wraps or something." <laughs> like we don't want to see this. Okay, so I guess yeah, just... I'm fu- I'm marrying I'm marrying Cara Delevingne and fucking Nat Wolf. I have to marry Nat Wolf because you. I she almost... seemed semi mature in my. Honestly, opinion. I'm gonna kill her and fuck the other guy. Really? That's yeah. how bad. Oh man, I for <laughs> I guess if you were asking, yeah. You didn't I see guess, her climbing in and out of windows all night. Yeah, I forgot about John Green and how we write to women for a second. Yeah, that is a woman. You want to marry a woman written by John Green? A healthy one? Yeah. Who could just run around in and out of windows? Oh, that sucks. I'll marry Nat Wolf. Fuck her and kill the pervert. That I just can't look at that good. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for joining us. The old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. Is Vienna still behind you? Yeah. <laughs> She's, I'm the bun. She's the hot dog. She always is.